Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. West Tigers fans, welcome in. This is going to be maybe our best episode ever because it definitely was probably the West Tigers' best ever performance in the history of the franchise. No one, I don't think anyone predicted that. We were even, the three of us, we were sitting together in the uh, Latch and Robinson stand. With 20 minutes to go, we are still pretty nervous. Uh with yeah, the, the game was still within a couple of tries or a heartbreak, possibly. But no, the boys running up sixty six points, uh, just absolutely unbelievable. And uh, welcome in to everyone. Hopefully, uh, we're seeing some big numbers coming through. Shout out to everyone on our YouTube. Please like, subscribe uh, if you're tuning in for the first time. Welcome and a big favor. Please share with your friends. Get them in. We're probably going to be here. For uh, for a while tonight because it's um a, a winning winning celebration pod and yeah uh, before we get to the boys uh, please give us a follow Instagram and Twitter at uh, Westlife Pod and in there is a link to our link tree they'll give you a link to all our good stuff and shouts to our Patreon members patreon.com forward slash Westlife you can imagine what our Discord has been like for the last forty eight hours absolutely going off and 
a lot of hot takes and a lot of uh, a lot of happy happy West Tigers fans from all over the world. Uh, Miami, Japan, we've got fans in there, literally all over the world, coming together as West Tigers fans on what is just my God. It's still as I'll go to you first, mate. You're still wearing the same jersey from 48 hours ago when I last saw you. It, uh, mate, wear it. You might have to wear it every week. Every just just keep it on. Just keep it on till next Friday when we play again. Because man, what what a freaking night. What an amazing night. Oh mate. G'day Josh. G'day Rob. G'day everyone listening and watching. Oh, I am still on a massive high after that. I had I went into the game. Uh I got there what halfway through or a little over halfway through um the reserve grade game, which was the first game of the day. Not expecting all that much. I was I was just like Let's just put in a good performance, keep it close, maybe jag a win. But I did not expect what we witnessed to unfold in front of our eyes. And just listening to the call of all those tries in the intro there brought another tear to my eye, like the tears I had um, coming, uh, the tears I had coming at the end of the game as I was leaving the stadium with my brother on Saturday night. That was absolutely amazing. Atmosphere was electric. Sitting with you and you, you two blokes and my brother throughout the game, incredible night. I'm just thrilled that I was actually able to be there and watch. Yeah, so emotional. I was saying to a co-worker this morning, I had a lot of people say, oh, did you watch the game? I was like, did I watch the game? I was definitely <laughs> there. And I honestly, it sounds stupid for a game in the middle of the season that really doesn't mean that much possibly in the scheme of the season it might who knows it maybe we'll uh end up we might end up squeezing our way in the top eight but um look game by game but man just just after the the few years we've been through like you the getting smacked by the roosters late last year where they put 70 on us which you were at as drove all the way to orange for there was a game against the storm up in the bubble in brisbane just just a shit, shit three years. And to go to Leichhardt Oval, pack crowd, a loyal crowd. It's not like we went to that game. We were underdogs. Like someone on this panel didn't tip us. Uh, two of us did. Out of love. <laughs> but just the just seeing the hill, I, it's just, unless you're a West Tigers fan. Actually, in saying that, uh, I know on NRL Boom Rookies, shouts to uh, Matt Bungard who did the South preview with it. He said that all those boys from that show, they were on the hill and they like had an unbelievable night as neutrals. They just said it was absolutely amazing on the hill. And just seeing literally after the game with Brooksy's presentation, the fact that it was Brooksy's 200th game as well, man, it's just the, the hill was still packed. How long did we stay after the game? Like, through the presentation, everything, the, the ground was still probably half full watching the presentation and just people going off, people taking photos of themselves in front of the scoreboard. It was just, and then walking out of the ground, walking back to my car, it was parked uh, down towards Victoria Road, cars driving past with I the Tiger pumping out. Like it's just literally, it, for the first time, it felt a little bit like 2005. Like it literally gave me goosebumps and memories of walking out of the ground when I was 17 years old in 2005. Like it's just, it's, it's just been way too long since we've had something uh, that unbelievable and that 
historical a night we'll literally never forget. Like I know it's it's just football, but unless you're a West Tigers fan, I think every single person listening to this show, you're all West Tigers diehards and um, know what we're talking about here. It's um, one man who's been a, a Tigers diehard for years and years and years, and who I high fived. 11 times <laughs> on uh i think we connected on maybe three of them i'm terrible at high fives i'm sorry rob i think you uh, even got a bear hug or two as well mate yeah there was a few hugs yeah <laughs> bit of a lick even a bit of a dry root uh <laughs> rob how are you on uh what are we 48 hours since uh full time on saturday evening yeah, I'm fantastic. How are you, boys? Uh, hello to all the West Tigers faithful out there. You guys deserve this. This was so good. This was like the euphoria we had Saturday night was literally the exact opposite of what we copped against the Cowboys last year up in North Queensland. It was like the devastation we got last year, it was just flipped over on its side. And and even our, our dear friend that we love, the great man himself, Gussie Harris, he wouldn't have even predicted 66 the other night. Like he's always predicting 44, but this 44, was 44 4 Gussie. Yeah, 44 4 Gussie. This yeah. was 66. So, look, an incredible night. Uh, great night for Brooksy. Great night for the team. The team just came out with attitude and, and you know, like what we'd hoped for, like what we said last Wednesday that we didn't expect, you know, go out and get the game by the scruff of the neck and just take it from the beginning. And before you knew it, we were like 18 nil up. So, like, it was just. It was incredible. I, I I haven't rewatched the game. I don't want to rewatch the game for at least another five or six days. I want every little bit of that memory that we had the other night to soak in. I don't want the TV to taint anything that I saw the other night. It's fresh in my mind. We lived every minute of it. It was just a, a thing of beauty. We re, it was. I'm so glad I went because I almost didn't go, and I just thought, you know what, last game at Leichhardt. I've, I've got to go. And I parked on the Ashfield side of the canal. So I had like a 20 minute walk and it was great just walking up the hill and getting in there. And, and once I saw how the hill was, it just felt special. I just thought, yeah. okay, tonight's going to be different. It has to be. And it was. Yeah. Absolutely. As you mentioned, uh, Dan Ganane earlier, obviously we were at the game and didn't have the commentary, but watching back, cutting together that intro and watching the highlights, it's pretty fitting. He's been the caller. I, I, I'm a really fair. I, I love his voice. Some people don't like him. Some do like him. Man, his voice is just perfect for uh, for our victories this year. Oh, there's just something about Dan Ganane calling our victories this year, isn't there? He's he's absolutely nailed them. The the call in particular for the Panthers win. He knew exactly. Well, maybe he didn't know what to say, but what he said absolutely nailed how we felt after we got that win. Um, the way he nailed at the call at the end of the Dragons game where we just barely hung on thanks to some dream bullet magic and every single try that he called um, on Saturday night. And I wanted to, I had a little bit of a listen to what was said on TV by the commentary um, and by the bunker for the Joffa disallowed try. He called the Tigers irresistible in that one. And I just thought, wow, that is, that is something come from the team that was dead last uh, and rooted to dead last for so long um, to be, to be referred to as irresistible. That was something special, I think. 
absolutely. Uh, a bit of Sheenzy. Sheenzy was feeling himself, as the kids say. In literally, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know about literally. He, um, he, I don't think he was he, literally. He forgot himself. to take the meds, Josh. He went off in that presser. <laughs> he absolutely. Would we have. A, we've got a few cuts here, so we'll get into them. Uh, where should we? Uh, we'll, we'll start with um, basically his summary of that game. But we didn't score a point against South, did we? So you know, we've got a bit of work to do still, but, but I'm not going to... Right now, it's about enjoying the win, right? And I'm not going to get old-fashioned and say, oh, you know, we've got to do this and do that and don't get your heads out of thing. They enjoy their night, enjoy it with Brooksy. Uh, Stafford was his 50th game as well. It's sort of been lost a bit. Um, and he had a great game out there in the right centre. So um, Skipper led him by example. Um, everyone did their job. We defended really well, but we didn't score a point against South, did we? So you know, we've got a bit of work to do still, but, but I'm not going to... Right now, it's about enjoying the win, right? And I'm not going to get old-fashioned and say, oh, you know, we've got to do this and do that, and don't get your heads out of thing. They enjoy their night, enjoy it with Brooksy. Uh, Stafford was his 50th game as well. It's sort of been lost a bit, um, and he had a great game out there on the right. Oh, I had a loop, my bad. I'll restart again. Uh, <laughs> Rob... How do you how do you think Sheen's reacted and summed it up there? Oh look, I I did get to hear the presser after I got home, and look, I agreed with everything he said, and I'm glad that he listens to Twitter and he's taking our advice because, you know, let, let's face it, as I said on Twitter, you know, he's bagging the people that have been bagging Brooks and people like me who have not over the last month, but definitely prior to that. I've you know after round two, I didn't want him in first grade. I'm not going to deny that, but. You know, the club itself has, as I tweeted, looked all over Australia, England, New Zealand, and someone reminded me France for a halfback. We haven't re-signed Brooks all year when we've had the chance to. So I don't think it's actually been a glowing endorsement from the club about Brooks. They've obviously been looking for other options and they've realised they're not going to be able to get anyone else. To Brooks's credit, he's playing really well, especially the last month. Um, and he had a look, he, he did some things that, you know, he probably took some wrong options the other night and, but it was his night. They came off even, even the, like, you know, the kick for Buller just before half time. like, you know, we'll go through that later, but that, that was in my opinion, the total wrong play, but, you know, Kyle felt, uh, you know, actually fell over legitimately this time, not like last week after the full-time siren last year, after the full-time siren, he tripped over his feet and. And we got a try out of it, but that that kick probably wasn't on. But it was just our night, guys. Like we we did some things wrong, and we scored sixty six. So, yeah, we, we were on fire. Uh, we'll mention Brooksy there. We'll go into one of his comments on our yeah, halfback. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, people on Twitter are giving giving grief. As far as I'm concerned, can take their can take their uh, their Twitter and shut it. <clears throat> What, what do you think it was about Brooks' night? Like, it just felt like from the first minute or two, like he was playing on the front foot, he had strings. Like, was it the kind of game celebration? Was it the thing? There's a whole heap of that emotion, family, and so on. But he's been playing well for the last month. Uh, okay, he wasn't scoring seven tries a game. Not too many can do that, right? But people here seem to think that's what it's got to be: seven tries a game, or he's, he can't play. Now, I know he's earning a lot of money. That's not his fault. A back-ended contract in his last year, but. Um, yeah, I've stood in front for the kid since I signed him as a 16-year-old. Never coached him till this year. Um, between the work that Benji and the staff have put into him, and uh, he's he's playing footy. He's playing footy with a smile on his face. He's enjoying it, and that's the difference. Being happy in a place, right? That's the difference. Do you think he? 
As first question, do you think Sheens actually knows what Twitter is? Secondly, uh, the resurgence of Brooksy. It, um, Rob mentioned it a little bit, but uh, I think even I've seen a lot of Brooks haters. Uh, I know we've we've been. I'm, I'm not washing us clean of it. Uh, we've been critical of him when he's been down, and then I think we've complimented him when he's been back up. But he's definitely he's flipping the script, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, I don't think Sheensy knows what Twitter is. Maybe he's had someone tell him what Twitter is, uh, or he's kind of just guessing. But he's got the name of it right, so there's there might there might be something there. Something um, on the fax machine. <laughs> I I actually listened to the presser um, after I got home as well, and that well, well while I was eating dinner, and that made me chuckle pretty bloody hard. That was that was brilliant. <laughs> He was he was on fire, Sheensy. And yeah, like for for a player like Brooksy who's been beaten from pillar to post for so bloody long, like two hundred games, no finals, all those other sort of narratives around him. Um, the way he played, sensational. He deserves every bit of um like praise he got. And I it hasn't been mentioned yet, but how good was the Brooksy cheer close to full time? And then mm. I, I think I saw Dave Clemmer on the sideline getting involved in it um, in front of us where we from where we were sitting. And then the Brooksy chant that went up went during his presentation as well. It was was a oh man. I'm I'm getting emotional again just thinking about the whole entire evening. Yeah, I'll get your thoughts on Brooksy as well. Uh, Rob, is it another uh, bit of Sheen's clip about him here? Asking that. Um... I've always said this buy was going to be when we started talking to the players that were off contract, and we will be. Uh, gives us the time to catch our breath and talk to them. It's also judged the performances thus far and what our plans are for uh, the future. So, uh, but you know, he it's his night. He did. He had an extremely good game, and um, but his kicking game and his distrib- distribution of the ball and his direction and that is part that people don't see. It's just the half break and the break and that sort of thing. He did a lot of good things. Uh, given now that he's the senior half that had him down, um, and between he and App, they've come up with a good little combination, and he's, he's grabbing more ball, he's kicking more ball than he was when Adam was in the side. And I'm not blaming Adam, don't get me wrong, I'm just saying he stood up, he stood up since Adam's gone down, so that's helped. What next year could he have Rob, what are your thoughts on Brooksy's resurgence, and what do you think is going to happen with the contract? You did touch on it a little bit already, but. Yeah, well, look, firstly, as I've said just earlier, like, obviously, you know, I've criticised him heavily this year. The three of us have also been criticised last year and Shane for defending him, you know, for, for you know, the so-called Brooks Island and how can we defend him when we're losing games, etc. But there were games he played quite well. Well, there were others that he, that he hadn't. And if anyone's being genuinely honest about this, that's his best game in 199 games. Okay, his debut game was the best game he ever had. And that was his next best game. And and in between, we haven't seen performances like that. And you can see the difference in in some of the things he did, some of the kicks he did that you know he normally wouldn't do. His running game was on fire. He was he's creating breaks. He looked like the kid that just came back in first grade, you know, in 2013 and had that debut game. So look, it was an outstanding performance. Look, I mean, tonight's about a celebration. Don't want to don't want to really want to bag anyone. Don't want to really bag Sheens. No one. See, the thing with Sheens, when he, when he says, 
those shit comments like we expect seven tries a game out of you or five tries a game. That's just a load of shit. What we always wanted was a half... I keep saying it. I've said it a hundred times in two years. It's A footy team's like a car and your halves are your steering wheel. And we had Wakeham and Brooks do a bloody good job on that steering wheel the other night. And they directed that team around the park and we were on fire. And without a steering wheel, your car's not doing anything. You can't control what direction it goes. And finally, our halves are really gelling together. So that's a really, really good thing. So look, Credit to Brooks. He, he had a great game. Um, you know, Wakeham was outstanding as well. There wasn't one bad player in that team, guys. Like, we had a good performance against Penrith, and we, we singled out a player that didn't play well. We had another one against St. George, and we singled out a player that didn't have a good game. There was no, there were no bad players the other night. It was an outstanding performance all around. And, and you know, credit to everyone, the coaching staff, the players. Even, you know, as much as we don't get on with the management, happy for the management. They all deserve some happiness. You know, it's, it's about time. This sort of game has been overdue. You know, I, I don't expect 66 points. I mean, the, the thing for me, let's look at the scoreline. It was 66-18. Okay, we've been raving on for a few weeks now that we're, you know, our attack has been rubbish. We can't score from the red zone. The 18 points that the Cowboys scored on Saturday night would have beaten us in seven games this year and sent our Dragons score into extra time. Okay, so, yeah, we've got to get in the grind, and we did all that grindy stuff the other night too, but you still have to score some points. And if we can score, like, 24 points or thereabouts, we are going to beat a lot of teams because we're in that physical grind, we're defending well, we're chasing kicks, we're, we're doing all the little things right. The only thing that has been lacking all year has been scoring. And I've said it multiple times the last few weeks, if we ever get our attack right, God fucking help this comp because we will start beating some teams regularly. And it just clicked the other night. It doesn't mean we're going to get 66, but there was a there was definitely a different attitude in, in some areas. For example, uh, look, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to touch on, Josh. So just stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself. But no, go for it. David Nofaluma's first try, which was our third try from memory. I think Steph got the first one. Tupu got the second one. So the third try, that started within our own half. It was a it was a beautiful block shape play, quick hands from Joffa, even quicker hands from Wakeham. You know, Bateman got the ball off balance, gave it to Toa, straightened up, made sure he took his fullback out and gave it an offer and scored. I'm like, where the fuck's that been? That would have been a fourth tackle tackle settler to Alex Twall two weeks ago. Okay, so there was a definitely a, a I mean, we were still getting in the grind, but there was more attacking mindset to let's throw this ball around a little bit. And, and I honestly think we caught the Cowboys by surprise. Todd Payton would have seen all our games the last few weeks and said, you know what, guys, these guys are going to be in for the wrestle, but they don't have too much out wide. And they compressed their defense. And then we started shifting it out and we started getting tries out wide. And then when the Cowboys started spreading their defense a little bit wider, we started punching holes through the middle and getting tries to Joffa and Polly and, and Steph. So it was just the perfect balance of, rugby league because we've always been a team that's won softly like we've never dug in and really like grinded out games now we've got that happy balance like we played those first two rounds this year that just looked like rubbish throwing the ball sideways and then we realized our strength were our forwards but since that round three game against Canterbury where we simplified it you know we didn't have Jareem Buller we didn't have Junior Tupu we didn't have this version of Stafford Toa we didn't have 
the rejuvenated David Nofaluma. We didn't even have Brandon Wake, and he came off the bench in round three. So, like, suddenly now we've got a back line that can, you know, that looks exciting. So we can have that happy balance between the forwards and the backs and 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 start winning some games. And, and you know, it's, everyone's raving on about the 66. It's not just one game, guys. We've won three out of four games. Like, I think in terms of turning the corner, we've definitely turned the corner, but the happiest part for me is I think we found the balance. We Against St. George, we, we got up by 10 points, guys, and then we shut up shot. We got in the red zone a couple of times. We didn't even put a kick. We died with the ball. The other night we were up by 18 and we wanted to get ahead by 24 and get ahead by 30 and get ahead by 36, and we stepped on their fucking throats, and I love that. That's what I want to see. Like, don't shut up shop. I mean, you've got to play smart, but that we just kept playing footy. We did we didn't shut up shop and it was just it was West Tigers DNA. Not the crap that we've heard all preseason. That was West Tigers DNA on Saturday night. It was a perfect blend. It was it was tough, hard footy with great attacking footy as well blended in. It was just honestly I had to pinch myself when Bateman scored that last try. That was just an absolute thing of beauty. It was it was the icing on the cake. Absolutely. Uh, Antonio said on Facebook, he says, a consistent spine, Rob. And that's, that's, that is right. We've gone, our spine has been the same for all those wins. So it, it, it has. And look, honestly, a combination. Some, some of the guys played their best games. As you jump in and, and, and say what you want to say about this, but guys, I know he's only played four games, but Jareem Buller, Jesus Christ, we lost Tedesco, we lost Pappenhausen. If we lose this bloke, I'm going to be up on murder charges. Like, <laughs> sign the bloke up for 10 years. I don't care if he has a broken leg for eight years of them. Sign this bloke up. Do not lose this guy. He is special for all those He's attacking... amazing. All, for all those attacking things he did the other night, guys, when someone makes a break, I know Bull is going to tackle him. Like, mm. I'm just so confident. Like, you know, you saw in the first half, you just knew he's going to nail the bloke around the legs. They're not getting around him. The guy's a natural... And I'm thinking, why hasn't he been there from the start of the year? And I, and I know why he actually wasn't there from the start of the year. Benji and Robbie wanted him there. I'm not. I'm not putting shit on Sheens and McDonald, but they, they. It's not that they didn't want him there. They wanted to keep an, a top thirty spot free in case we signed someone else. But eventually, guys, we couldn't hold back, and thank God we got him in because he is just. He is the reason I want to go to football games again. He is that exciting and that special, and. And I'm not taking anything away from the other guys. Steph had a blinder. Stafford Toa thought he was Justin Hodges. Like, there are just so many great performances from everyone. But Jareem Buller makes me want to wake up and say, go Tigers. You know, it's just it's just so good now. Absolutely. And it's just under the high ball, the ball goes up. Usually when the ball goes up in a West Tigers game, I'm shitting myself. But this guy, yeah. the ball comes down... And it's just, just, it's like it sucks into his chest. Like it's just, it's just safe as houses. He's, um, he's a special talent. He's a special talent. I, you can't, there's no coach can teach him. He's just, he knows yeah. what to do. And he's, and we said it at the game too. He's a footballer between the ears as well. He just yeah. makes the right. His decision. instincts are perfect. I mean, mm. I know a lot of people hate him. I, I think Clint Gutherson's got the best anticipation in the game. Give, give this kid another six months. He'll, he'll be, he'll be just as good. Absolutely. Uh, more Shane. For me, oh, sorry, sorry guys, just quickly. No, for me, for the thing with Buller is I think he's finally starting to find that confidence. He's 
probably still not getting around the ruck and um, support play as much as we'd want him to, but I'm sure that'll come in time. Um, he did and as Brooksy for... last week against. Oh, I think if... I think the last two games, Aaron, he has. Yeah. I, I would. He should have scored a try last week. First two games, I'd agree with you on Manly mm. and Penrith, but I definitely feel like he's making his presence felt and he's sniffing around the ruck more and getting yeah. a bit more involved. I, I don't know how much more. I mean, he, surely he had a couple of hundred meters at least, didn't he? Like, I don't know. I don't have the stats with me tonight. I'm just still soaking it in, to be honest. But he he looked like he ran a lot of meters the other night. He did. I, I won't tell you how many just yet, but he, he did. Um, the only time I was really nervous for him under a high ball was that spiral bomb. I can't remember who put it up, but that spiral bomb late in the game, the one that he had to dive to catch, but he, the fact that he still caught it, to me, that was pretty sensational as well. Yeah, freak. Uh, right, let's get on to maybe the only... Uh, downer of the night. So Sheenzy mentioning, uh, I think you all know what we're talking about. Uh, I will be at the referees bunker and uh, next week, big time, big time. Well, if Luch wasn't offside and then they come back, steps run half the field and they come back, the ball switched back and they picked up a player that was needed there in front of the line. Had nothing to do with it, right? So ridiculous. And a couple of others too that I'm not happy with. Yeah, often Gary scored. I don't care what he, what she says in the bunker. Often Gary <laughs> put both forearms, had the ball there on the ground. Oh, I love it. Right? That's try. So, you know, I'm not happy. So I'm going to go and say a few things. I don't care about the scoreline. I'm not happy. Ten metres, ridiculous. Catch, to say that, to, to say we come back 50 metres from a, a potential, you know, a line break, can't, comes back and penalises us. And they're offside and meet you almost, and some of them on the short side. So, so inconsistent. So, but anyway, I'll, I'll have my say next week. I, I absolutely love that despite putting up 66 points, that he's still. <laughs> and because the thing is, I've seen people say, oh, you won, like, you're ref blaming, even though you won by, what was the margin? 48, 48 points. Like, you're still ref blaming. But the thing is, if we had have lost, like, the Cowboys had to come back and we lost, they'd be like, oh, you can't blame the referee. You shouldn't have let in all those tries. So he's kind of, either way, people are going to bag it out. But the, the bunker 100% got that Joffa, uh, Joffa one wrong. And then literally the Luciano try, we all, we, as that happened, we all caught, we went, oh, yeah, Luciano's offside. Before he even caught the fucking yep. ball, we saw yep. it from across the other side of the field. So, yeah, Luciano's offside here. They will come back. No way they'll allow it. And somehow they let, let it through as you and I whipped KO out in our phones. And we're like, what what is she seeing? What camera angle is she seeing to think that he's on onside as? Yeah, that was utterly ridiculous. And the crowd let them all know too. Um, it was pretty obvious once it was on the big screen and showed on the big screen and they went straight past it. Um, yeah, absolutely bullshit that they didn't pull that one back. It's crazy to think that three of the tries we conceded, um, well, two of them may not have happened or one definitely shouldn't have been awarded. Um, but it, And as well as that, with if the Joffa try wasn't overturned, the Cowboys don't get a seven-tackle set. They don't get a penalty. Um, 
on the second tackle. They don't get a second penalty down on our 30-meter line or wherever it was, and they likely don't score because we get the ball back yet again, and we're up 24-0 playing irresistible footy at that point. So the the final score could have been anything, really. Could have been 72-6 to in our favor as opposed to last year when we were on the losing end of that, or it could have maybe even been higher. You never know. It may have been lower if we did that, but it's it's just those things. Like we seem to be on the, the end of those calls that don't go the right way. Um, we all obviously remember the Townsville game last year. We head back up there after our third buy, so that one's going to be fun. Um, but we always seem to be on the wrong end of those calls, and more often than not, it costs us a game. Just... I'm just glad that this week the team didn't put their heads down when things went against them. They yeah, didn't 100%. flinch in the face of that adversity. They took it on upon themselves to make it or to make a statement and extend the lead back out again. I don't know about you two blokes, but as soon as we got to, I think it was 36, 18. Um, I was very, very worried that we were going to have it mm. ripped from us. Very, Somewhat. Very yeah. Quickly. Definitely, like, didn't I wasn't comfortable for sure. Um, the well, fact did, that did, I had a multi- if I can just say a few things on those those incidents, I mean, obviously, Joffa's try was a try. We we all accept that. The part that bothered me with, and so did the NRL today. Yeah, was, the NRLs admitted it today. What bothered me when they looked at that replay of the try, and let's let's just agree that it's a try, okay? But if you're an idiot and you think it's no try, it's a penalty to the West Tigers. John Bateman goes down the blind side catches the, the North Queensland guys offside before it comes back inside and Toa puts that grubber kick. Okay, so, like, we should have got the penalty. And then I think Felt goes, you know, Felt scores the next set, you know, down the other end. And suddenly we're 18-6 instead of potentially 24-0. So that can change the game there. Uh, the Luciano try, I said to you, Josh, he's offside as the ball went up. I said, don't even worry about it. Even if he, I hope he, I hope he catches it. And then when we went to look at the replay, they had that, bloody Bryden's lawyer sign. We didn't no. get to even see the replay. And that was driving you crazy. Um, but, you know, if you think it doesn't change the game, I mean, I, I mentioned I didn't think Brooks should have kicked that ball where Buller ended up scoring. So obviously it worked out right. But I, you've got to admit, 99 times out of 100, any, any first grader is going to kick that ball dead or dive on the ball and it's no try. But, like, I thought we were going to work the ball. We had 40 seconds left. So if Felt kicks it dead, we're basically not even going to get any, t- any the ball back in play. I thought we were going to work it down, hopefully to 20 metres out and try and kick a field goal, whether it was a one-pointer or a two-pointer. Um, and we didn't do that. Now, if we'd have gone in at 18-6, that was not a reflection of the first half. Mm. We killed him in the first half and the Cowboys could have come back. And then the, the other one I want to mention is when Stefano ran away, which Sheensy mentions in the press conference, when he ran 60 metres, the, the tackle before that, Bateman had made a tackle on, on the hillside of the field, Josh. And I remember commenting to you saying, look look at our boys. They're already back on the line. Like, you know, normally when someone's made a bit of a break, you know, a few blokes are straggling offside. They're all back on the line. And then half an hour later, after the ball comes onto the grandstand side of the field and Steph takes the intercept and runs 55 metres, you get blown back from a penalty. And then they end up scoring. And it gets it back to 36-18. Instead of us 36-12 on the attack, and the Cowboys chasing their tail. So it could have gone pear-shaped in a number of different ways. And and 
this West Tigers team is different because when those sort of things used to happen before, they we would have found a way to lose or we would have found a way to drop our heads. But we played footy for 80 minutes. We never took our foot off the pedal, and that was yep. the most pleasing thing about it. Uh, just before we move on, I saw a cool comment. Uh, like there's thousands from... of them coming through, mate. Really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott said, the great meeting meeting you walking up to the game, Rob. He said, my nine-year-old yeah. daughter went to school with a West Tigers footy, was told by a kid that Tigers suck. Uh, she then responded by saying, well, we won 66 to 12 <laughs> on the weekend. So uh, just to Scott and your yeah, it was great, great to meet daughter Scott, there. Two kids, that was, that was awesome. And I got to meet Kathy as well, so... Got yeah, to meet we did a, see Kathy. Yep, and yeah, got to meet to, a few people on the way up to the ground. So uh, yeah. I saw Joel, who we've had on a uh, vent pod in the past, on the way out as well. So um, yeah, shouts to everyone that came up and had a chat with us at the eighth. What a night! What a just absolutely sensational night. Right on to uh, normally don't get thirty six minutes into the show before we do the uh, talk about our friends at West Ashfield. So apologies, but. Uh, Look, it's going to be a long episode. Uh, visit West Ashfield. They're located in a vibrant and lively area of the inner west. Uh, West Ashfield brings you the ultimate entertainment and dining experience. Indulge in gastronomic delights by the Garden Bistro or dine in our stunning contemporary Asian restaurant, Walk On. Got some big words in the read this week. Uh, whether it's catching your favorite game over a chilled beer, date night with your loved one, or hosting your next function, I had my birthday there in 2021 the day that we beat uh the knights was the knights on my birthday and sean blore was there so uh absolutely great day that was the food is sensational this is in the read this is myself talking the food in the um garden bistro is fantastic so uh West, West Ashfield delivers unparalleled hospitality, making it the perfect venue to meet and celebrate together with family and friends. For more information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Righto, a uh, bit of news. Uh, origin, Appy and Steph are in the squad. Obviously, Appy named at number nine. Steph is at 19th man, I believe. Is that right? Yep, that's right. That's right. He hasn't, yeah, because uh, who dropped out? Someone dropped out. Campbell Graham. Campbell Graham dropped out. Stephen Crichton's 18th man. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, not hoping for an injury, but I would like Steph to uh, get a debut for for the Blues. But a reward for he's he's come. He started started the year a little bit slow as, but he's been in good form and won me a couple hundred bucks on the weekend with his meat pie just quietly. As well, just finally. just a couple hundred. Didn't you have him in like two of your multi? Actually, he won. He, he won me seven hundred. Yeah, he, he was yeah, in my a, multi. A straight bet plus well. in, in your multi. Yeah, <laughs> he was in my multi as well. So shouts to Stefano for uh, getting to, uh, getting a bit a bit of cash for cashola for me as well. <laughs> Perfect Saturday night was so good, man. Uh, <laughs> Rob, any any thoughts on Steph? Oh look, I'm I'm happy for him that he's there. I mean, I mean, Origin is just such a different level. Like we, we've seen, respectfully, we've seen Steph huff and puff after about 20 minutes of a first grade game. So that's a massive step up in in pace. But look, he's earned it, and I'm just not putting Steph down. I, I think Dave Clem is really unlucky. I, I think he's the unsung hero of our team. But every game this year, he's been an absolute beast, meter eater. 
He's embraced being a West Tiger from day one. Uh, I am so glad we've got that man on board. I, I feel safer sleeping at night knowing David Clemmer's in our pack. And I, I just thought he would have been, you know, if, if uh, Freddie Fittler had half a brain, he would have been in that in that 17 somewhere. Mm. Uh, I love Freddie, but yeah, half's probably been a bit um, generous. Uh, Righto, Tyson Brazil. this news popped up today the Tigers possibly which surprised me a little bit I love Tyson Frizzell he's also my probably my wife's favorite player my wife loves him for some reason but um he is mates with Benji Marshall as well because of their time at the Dragons where he's 31 years old we've already got four a forward pack that's pretty uh pretty damn potent and we've already said Rob where does he where would he fit in and would you be keen, uh, keen on this signing? Well, he's not going to fit in the five-year plan, is he? Because he'll be thirty-six by the time, you know, we're supposedly there's, in a grand final. They're saying three, three-year deal, they reckon. Yeah, I know, but you know how Lee Hadjipentelis is raving on about our five-year plan and Tim Sheens. I mean, we, we, you know, if we've got a if we've got a youth policy like going for these older blokes, so he's a great player. The only way he fits in is if Bateman goes to lock because you got Papa Lee there, you got Bateman there. It's just a futile signing, really. Like he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but you know we've got other other money needs to be spent. We, like I said, we've got a we've got a. I know we've re-signed Buller, but we've got to extend him longer. We've got to extend Tupu. Tupu's going to be on the market in in on November the first. You know we've got other guys we need to hang on to and other positions we need to stock up on. Uh, look, I wouldn't say no to him being our second rower, but he just doesn't fit. Like he's a great second rower. He's playing Origin, but. You know, really? Like, uh, it makes no sense. Car- Carla and Kathy said while we let Joffa go for Brazil. Yeah, that, that that's, you know, one thing I did Saturday night, Josh, and I don't know if you remember me saying it, I, I really kept my eye closely on Joffa the other night and it broke my heart watching him that 80 minutes. Like, when Steph scored the first try, I, I saw his arms, you know, like he was blocking me from seeing Steph. He had his arms in the air. Like he was just so pumped up about the try, and then you could see after full time, like his head was—he he dropped his head, and he just wants to be there. And I mean, that, look, that's part of rugby league. Like life goes on, but we should not be letting players go that are a playing well and b want to be a West Tiger. Like when you've got that sort of passion, I—I I, I don't know why we're letting him go. It's not like our season's over, and we've—you know—let's like I jokingly said, you know, earlier in the group chat, like it's like we're closing down the circus and pulling down the tents. But our season's not over, guys. If we beat Canberra in a couple of weeks, we've got the bye this week. We beat Canberra. Suddenly, we're, we're only two games out of the eight now and a bit of four and against. And and the way we're playing, I'm not... I know people say, oh, look, you have a win and you get hysterical, but how many better teams are there than us at the moment? We've won three out of four. We've beaten Penrith. Mm. The Cowboys were red hot till, till we played them the other night. They had a couple of big scalps in a row. Uh, you know, I don't, yes, I, yeah, yeah I, I think if we can keep, like, we don't get injuries, we can make a, a serious run. So why are we, why are we getting rid of Joffa when he's obviously got a lot to offer, scored a try, doing a heap of work. Um, and it actually helped Pole's game coming off the bench. That was probably his best game, Pole. You know, he was outstanding the other night, but he came off the bench and he played as a middle. And that's, I just think that suits him more. So I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the deal's done, and I know he's on big money next year. 
uh, Joe Ofengao, he's on 600,000 and maybe some sort of monetary Elaine, fund. Or... Well, Elaine's saying here she heard that he's on 700 next year. Well, well, according to NRL 360 last week, they said mm. he's on 450 for this year and got an option for 600 next year. But I don't care if it's 600. I mean, he's, he's worth it. He's playing well. I mean, he, he, he had a calf injury. He's really come good the last few weeks, pretty much like Brooks. I mean, if you're going to re-sign Brooks, why aren't you re-signing Joffa? I, look, it's it's their call, guys. We've just got to support whatever decision they make. But it's just, it, it's really, it upsets me when you, you love a player, you know you know the player loves our club, and mm. we just say, well, see you later, mate. We don't want you. And I, I just don't like that part of rugby league. That's, you know, I, I still have a soft spot for guys that go to other clubs that I've always supported. And I, and I kind of, you know, cheer them on in a way. Like, I don't want to see them do badly and, and Joffrey would be one of those guys. And, and I said last week he'll thrive at power, and he will. And But he should be able to thrive with us. Like, the, the team's just about to reap the rewards of those shit years that Joffa was there, and he's not going to be a yeah. part of it. Yeah, he deserves it's, the bounce back. He, he deserves that bounce back, oh. yeah. And, and you can see how the boys got around him the other night as well. It's just, it's really disheartening. But, you know, we've got a new football manager in Scott Fulton, and I guess they've got other ideas, him and Benji. So we just have to trust what they're doing. Uh, so we've well, pretty much started reviewing the game pretty much the whole way through, but uh, officially the game review part of the episode, 66 to 18, 11 tries and 11 goals. The goal kicking, I mean, we had Luke Brooks and Appy Corosau nail goals. It was just one of those nights, wasn't it? Just, apart from those bunker decisions, just everything just, uh, yeah, absolutely going right. A few, few stats from the game, the completion rate, 42 out of 45. Uh, Cowboys only 21 of 30. Just, I honestly, I'm trying to think what the, those three uh, three errors were. 65% percent possession. Um, Rob, what was the figure you said we had at halftime in run meters? or something like 1,500. No, tw- 1,200 run meters. 1,200. It was 2,300 yeah. to 1,300. In this one, post contact meters right. five five eighty eight to three thirty, line breaks thirteen to three, tackle breaks fifty five to twenty, just absolutely shat on them, unbelievable from our forwards as. Oh, absolutely outstanding post contact! It was insane. They just kept marching themselves upfield, giving Appy and the halves so much um, to work with, so much space to work with. Uh, we were able to get a few six agains from them in that regard, and that was. Able, that was able to give us some momentum at crucial times. Yeah, the the forward pack were monstrous for us, absolute beasts. Jamie's on YouTube, so I'm going to get that uh, score sheet tattooed on my back. I did see a picture of someone. <laughs> I don't know if it was who knows what photos are real on the internet these days. I swear I saw a tattoo, someone's West Tigers tattoo, and they got the score. Tattoo. I saw it too. Yeah. Do you reckon it's legit? Surely I not. don't think so. <laughs> okay, good. The logo, yes. The score, no. <laughs> okay, that's like Photoshop. Like, um, but bloody with AI and who who knows what to believe on the internet? Who knows? Us three of us, we might be AI. We just did just chat GPT the whole episode. Uh, what other stats we got? Uh, kicking kicking meters five eighty six didn't really have to kick that much when you're scoring. Scoring tries like we were. Uh, offloads, only five. That surprises me 
brought Bunny five offloads each. That 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 doesn't sound uh, right, really. No, I, I think I, I think I've the graphics cut off. I might, it must be more. I think it was I think 15, it's, I think it's 15. Yeah, I think it's 15, 15, not five. I've cut cut off the first. Yeah, digits. look, as Aaron yeah. said, the forwards laid the foundation and they've been laying the foundation every week, guys, possibly with the exception of the Brisbane game. The difference was our, we've got the backs now to take advantage of it. That That's the difference. And the halves played really well. Luke Brooks's running game, the first 15 to 20 minutes of that game was just lightning. Like, you don't expect it all the time, but it was instinctive. He took the right options in terms of where to run, found the space. You know, you could be hypercritical, you know, when he made one break, you know, he probably should have slowed down and just waited for his support to catch up. But his kicking game was spot on. Like, he, I remember one kick in the second half, the ball bounced four times and he, like, he drilled it down the middle of the field and it literally bounced four times. You, you're happy if a ball bounces twice when you're doing a long, long kick. So he was on the other night. It was a great game from him, but I've never seen him play with that freedom. Like, I really haven't – like, I haven't seen – like, the chip over the top for himself, I don't think was a good play on the third tackle, but I just love the fact that he had that confidence to do it and the freedom to do it. It was basically like he was told pre-game, mate, this is your night. Go do whatever the hell you want to do with it and own it. And he did. It was, it was – not everything came off, but, you know, he had a blinder. He had an absolute blinder. And, and yeah, it was – this was the version of Luke Brooks we, we were hoping to see from, you know, 2014, basically, really, wasn't it? Missed tackles, 55 to the Cowboys. As Do you think – I'd like to know how many of those were in the last 20 minutes because they, they really did just clock off, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they did clock off pretty late. I'd, I'd say maybe 15, 15 of them in the last 20 minutes, 15, 20 maybe. Um, they weren't actually doing too bad. We were just too bloody good, for lack of a better way of putting it. Jared makes a good point on YouTube. Um NATO's back next game. Yeah, back to, you, he'll be back to left center. So who do you he, drop, Tommy Talao? Hundred percent. Yeah, he had a, he he did well the other night, but the previous two games he hadn't done well. So, so but, that, but, but that but that said, Naden didn't have a good game against Penrith. But I mean, you know, I, I think Naden will be pretty inspired by what we've what we did the other night as well. So you get Naden at left center, and suddenly we got strike both sides of the field, and yeah, it's. Pretty exciting, boys. <laughs> we, we did that. We pulled pulled off that performance in a jersey that NATO was a key part of designing. Yeah, he'd, he'd be pretty. He'd be pretty bloody proud. Yeah, he led the boys out the other night. Uh, Benjamin asked, "Were Josh Reynolds and Mitch Moses the ground?" Yep, James Tedesco too. They are all yeah. sitting in the uh, Keith Barnes stand. We're all Brooksies. Injured. He basically had a whole section of that stand uh, in. Brooksy 200 shirts. So that was, uh, yeah, very cool to see. Uh, penalties conceded 3 4. Look, talking about officiating, I think the referee, who ref, who was the referee in this one? Cummins. 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 He wasn't too bad. I think it was the bunker. I think the bunker was just uh, awful. I think for the most part, Cummins ref this one pretty well. It was the, the lady in his ear. That uh, was making the most mistakes. Right, I did a bit. The main question I have about Cummins and how he refed the game was, or how it got to that point where after Stefano made his break that we were all absolutely gobsmacked by, um, how he ends up because he started to follow, follow the follow the 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 run, um, and then he stopped and went back. I think maybe Casey was in his ear 
and that was when he blew the penalty for the offside. I'm yep. not 100% sure about how that one came about, but that's my only question about him. I think that has to be it, Aaron. He got a, he got the message from the bunker. Mm. Uh, so I did a bit of digging uh, for stats. I was the stats man today, as so allow me to get in uh, your domain for a second. But so a few stats about this win. So uh, tied fourth biggest winning margin in West Tigers history. Uh, it's ten points higher than our highest ever score. So our next highest score we've ever had. We've, we've had fifty six three times. So we eclipse that by uh, by ten. Uh, the Roosters' loss in 2022 is the only time that we've conceded more than 66. So we've conceded ourselves conceded 66 twice, just to kind of put in perspective uh, when you cop it the other yeah, way. Melbourne was the other one, I think. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Most tries in a game we've ever scored. So the previous record, five times we've had 10 tries in a game. So the first time we've had uh, 11 uh, 84 is the most points in a West Tigers game ever. The previous was when we lost to the Storm 66-16 in 2021. So we've two more points total in this game. Uh, the previous Leichhardt record score was 56. That was against South in 2004. Uh, it was our 15th 50-plus score in our franchise in our 20, what is our 24th season this year. 24th, 25th? 24th. 24th. Uh, for West Magpies, their record points was 65. So they scored that against Canterbury in 1935. But the thing about this stat, people are saying West and Balmain, if it was four points for a try back then, that actually would have been a 78-point margin. Uh, and the Magpies actually scored 14, point, 14 tries twice, including one against Balmain, at Lincoln Oval in 1974. Imagine 14 tries being run up. Uh, the Balmain points record, that was 64 against West in 1944, ironically. That also would have been 78 if tries were worth four points. So, yeah, what year was... I don't know what year it was, but tries went from three three to four points. Oh, so that's a really good question. Um, It'd be early, early, early... 80s, I would say. I just can't think of it. Can I put you on the spot, though, Josh? Can you mm. be able to dig up the first semi-final score in 2005? Because we would have, uh, we would yeah. have gone pretty, put, we would have put close to 50 points. I, on the I don't know and if these stats can. Yeah, I don't know if it includes uh, finals, but yeah, I can. But we've done a number on the Cowboys twice, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh well, we beat them four. We beat them four times. No, we lost on the road. We beat them in Sydney three times that year, didn't we? Uh, the semi was 50, 50 to six. Yeah, that one. Uh, three tries to Hodjo, tries to Fitzhenry, Elford, Fatawira, Pat Richards, and Liam Fulton. That was a great night. That's and why as soon as we... one one you missed there, Josh. Yeah, uh, that was the first time we've put on more than fifty since twenty fifteen, and that mm. game was against the Warriors at Campbelltown. And my favourite thing I remember about that game, other than the Robbie Farrah chance, was Pat was. Richards awarding his own try. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people in the chat are saying 1983. Is it that recent? I didn't realise it was in the 80s. I thought it was longer than that. It was I, only I, three. I, know, I know there was a grand final. I think it was uh, 1985. And 
Canterbury won seven six, and I remember the try was worth four points then. But I was mm. trying to I was trying to think of all the other scores. I remember there was some four twos and stuff like that, and there yeah. only goals, so I couldn't tell what the try was worth. But yeah, I knew it was early eighties. So uh, also Balmain, they once scored fourteen. Uh, sorry, scored sixteen tries in a game against uni- University in nineteen twenty. So. Um, during the Great Depression there, but already a good day for Balmain fans that day. Uh, right on the table, for, this is the first time I've actually remembered to put the table <laughs> in the slide. And You just didn't I want mean, to until this week. Yeah, we were coming last. I guess subconsciously I never did. We are sitting uh, in 15th, having overtaken that last conversion, basically got us above the Dragons for and against. So, uh, albeit tied with St. George on points. Uh, look, we're only, what, six points out of the eight by this week. Uh, the buy does throw calculations and numbers out. Like, for example, the Eels, we're going to have two buys before the Eels even have one. Uh, but as with mathem- – I hate using that word – mathematically – a chance like if we uh, obviously 2005 we went on that run but yeah if we keep keep up the form like rob said we've got a few big scalps now i'll i'll be i'm at the stage now where every single game unless we're maybe playing against the look at the rabbitos again this year yeah that's our tamworth game uh yeah so there's probably only a couple of games i wouldn't expect or Maybe not expect, but be hopeful of a win now. Like at the start of the year, it was like, like it was at a point where, like, fuck, are we going to win a game this year? Now it's at the point where, I, if we don't win, I'll be seriously disappointed. Now, you look at the like, I'll I'll give a quick run breakdown of games we have against those teams in the current top eight. So out of the top four, we have two games to play against those four teams. We've got one against the Rabbits and we've got one against the Sharks. As for teams five, six, seven, and eight, we have one against the Storm, the Dolphins, and the Warriors, and we have two against the Raiders. The rest of our games fall against teams currently in the bottom half of the comp. Mm. And honestly, Josh, at this point, I wouldn't even say we're mathematical because we haven't lost that, that many like games where it becomes mathematical just yet. Mm. Realistically, though... Unless we can give another bit of a boost to our for and against, like maybe two times or so by winning like 20, 25, 30-ish points, um, we're probably going to need to finish with a 13 and 11 record, I guess, um, for back to sort of NFL way of looking at it. Um, yeah, yeah. But if we do give that for and against a bit of a boost, we can probably afford to finish 12 and 12 um, and still barely squeak in. So, I mean, we've played 11 games. We've got 13 more to go. Let's just say to, to finish 12 and 12, we can only afford to lose four of those games. So we'd need to go mm. nine and nine and four for the rest of the, for the rest of the year. But looking at the draw, um, looking at the teams we've got left to play, the fact that we've only got two games against two games against the top four or the current top four for the rest of the season. I mean, Never say never. Oh, Rob, I, I, we're going to, like, eight teams are going to lose every week, guys. Hmm. So it's, we've just got to concentrate on ourselves. 
we've been in the grind every game this year, so there's no reason why we can't. If we'd have, like, obviously there's different levels of defence, but we I don't think we threw enough at South last week. So I, 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 as much as South are a great team, I'd love to play them again, you know, but knowing that we can, but we've got to try things. We can't be just trying to keep it close. Look, one thing I will say, guys, and it's probably a bit early to say this, I would implore everyone, I don't care what you're doing Friday week, cancel it, get out to Campbelltown, okay? They really need our support. We've got to make both our home grounds, our real home grounds, into a fortress, make it a big atmosphere, show the team that they're worthy of the support. Like, that sort of effort they put Saturday night, they need the backup. So I don't care what your plans are, cancel it. It's an 8 o'clock game. You've got plenty of time to get there after work. Just get out there and support the team and, and let's just make a run. Let's like I'm telling you now, if we beat Canberra and having had the bye, then you know, suddenly we'll probably only be two games out of the eight. And honestly, I think four and against will look after itself. I really do. Other teams there's other teams that are gonna get hammered. So and the good thing about Appy being playing for origin is that mean Damien Cook plays against Canberra this week. So I'm mm. hoping Canberra lose this week as well. Like all those teams just outside the eight, we kind of need them to lose as well. So never say never. Like the most important thing now is next game. But, we're, you know, we're we're in a hole we're, in terms of the competition table, but it doesn't take long for things to turn around. And, and what I saw the other night, you know, finally we got some attack. And, I, and that's all that's been missing for a long time, guys. So if we can just keep that happy balance, we'll be okay. Like, look at Canberra as well, Rob, in that. They were one and four, I think, after five rounds. They then went on a six-game, I think it was, winning run Correct. to get to where they are now before they lost to Manly. And so Correct. they were higher than eighth going into this previous round, and they're now eighth. So a winning and, and, run and, is all you need. And on that on that losing streak they had, Aaron, they were talking about, you know, why don't the media get on Ricky Stewart's back? Why isn't... His job in danger, and then they came out and did an ambush on Brisbane in Brisbane, and that was the first yeah. game of their winning streak. So it doesn't matter who you play. I, I like what gave me hope about the South Sydney game is I know we can match it set for set with them. I, I know there's no team that I fear in terms of the set for set stuff, and our defence now, especially the right edge, is really good. Like we only lost the try on that right edge from a bomb that was an offside try. Literally, that right edge has had not has not had a try run through them or a kick behind them or anything for a few weeks now. So, you know, the, the left edge is still a little bit shaky. Um, you know, hopefully that'll get fixed if Naden comes back. But, look, there's there's a lot of positive signs, which there were before, but now all of a sudden we, we scored some points. There was so much variety in that attack. Runarounds were back this week. Grubber kicks through. Beautiful quick hand, backline movements. Cut out balls from Brandon Wakeham. It was just... Beautiful rugby league boys, and yeah, I, I had to pinch myself. I actually, I don't think I, I cheered after about four, uh, fifty-four to to eighteen. I, I was just all cheered out. I just had this like permanent, permanently glazed <laughs> smile on my face. I, I couldn't scream anymore. I was just like, "What is going on here?" Just, yeah, I ke- I kept going with the cheering, but my throat hated me yesterday morning. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like in um in what what's the Jerry Maguire, where when she says you had me at hello, you had me at eighteen nil. I didn't think we were going to score eighteen points. You know, so to get sixty six was just beyond my wildest dreams, and I think beyond all our wildest dreams. So, absolutely, look, it's, it's, it's good to see it finally clicking, boys, and, and we got some hope again. 
Absolutely. Spare a thought for our guest from last week, though. Um, he he wanted a, a Cowboys win in a defensive grind. He did not get that. Did yeah, what, get what that. a top bloke he is, too. He was great. Uh, speaking of great, our friends at Mobile Corp, they support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place. Handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a longtime supporter of the West Tigers. Uh, shouts to our friend Stephen from Mobile Corp. Reach out to him and his team. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. My wife could probably use that. Her iPhone has absolutely shut itself today, and we need to get a new one. So, uh, right on to lower grades. The Panthers, they gave us a touch-up uh, against the Magpies. That was two games before first grade as did you catch any of cup so i got there hang on i'm just going to enlarge my screen a little bit here so i can see it it was the i got there not long before day on ama whatever that is scored his um try at the start of the second half that was when i showed up i literally walked through the gates um saw us failed to stop an offload and um, our number two winger, I forget his name off the top of my head. He, he gave the team a bit of a spray. That was quite funny to watch. And yeah, they, a couple of tackles later, they scored that try. Um, yeah, it was, it wasn't a particularly good game. We copped two sin bins literally with 10 minutes to go. Um, we actually defended fairly well in that final 10 minutes, only letting two tries in. It could have been much, much, much worse. Uh, but the team, after scoring the first try of the match, they were completely outgunned by the Panthers. Uh, just shouts to... He is actually watching it. He did, he did mention, uh, he meant, uh, Sam, that he was a fan of the show. He is watching. So he said, congratulations, gentlemen, to all Tigers fans. Strike me bloody pink. So <laughs> a good sport, a great guest. And <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Good, on, look, good look, on you, Sam. Looking forward to having him on for... For what it's uh, worth, he got a lot of positive feedback from last Wednesday as well. Yeah, he was positive. awesome. He was so good. Uh, on to oh, the table for... We're in ninth place in uh, New South Wales Cup. So uh, 12 position. points. Yeah, a point... A point behind seventh, and a, yeah, it's pretty, pretty similar in a roll there. It's not not many points between, uh, basically third and us. So, uh, a couple of close losses this year for the Magpies. They might be costly come end of the year. But uh, Jersey Flag, the boys, they got up twenty eight to twenty. As you saw this one as well, you got to Leichhardt. I did uh, in time for that. It was obviously after Yusuf Holes Cup. Yeah, so this was a really bloody good game. Uh, the team, they were there ready to rip in from the get-go. As you can see, we scored the first try. Uh, we had a, we then ended up behind at halftime, so we kind of took a, our foot off the gas a little bit. But they had a brilliant second half. Josh Felity, Zane Camru, um orchestrated some brilliant tries in the second half. They were, they looked on fire. We actually led 28-14. to 14 with uh, not long left in the game because it's a 70-minute game for the Flag Boys um, and we let in a late consolation try to make the scoreline flatter the Panthers a bit more. But 
our second half, we we outgunned them completely. So that was good to watch. And table, they're sitting in eighth. So just inside the top eight, they're tied on points with seven, uh, two points off six. So uh, hopefully the flag boys, is it a top eight in flag? I've asked, I've asked this every week. I think five, flag's a top six. I think top flag six. might be a top six. Um, and I I don't know if um, New South Wales Cup is going back to a top eight this year, but they might. Oh, sorry, you caught me while I was drinking water. Uh, your ratings for this week, tender player ratings, shouts to the hundreds of you uh, that wow. voted in this one. Shouts to the person who sent in about 15 different uh, votes with all tens and put names like Chris Hemsworth. There was an Adolf Hitler in there. It was very funny. Uh, I did delete all your votes from the thing, though, because it is, I mean, the numbers are very high, even without it. It was going to skew the numbers a little bit. So, so I, they were doing it. They obviously had a great time Saturday night and were a little bit drunk, <laughs> I assume. Uh, some of the names that he submitted on his form was quite funny. So, um, Please, not. I've just given him. Reason you know that's going to happen. Again. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I keep warning you, Josh, and you can't I'm, help yourself. Now you're going to have at least five people do it after our next win. Yeah. Well, if you put your put your, an actual email address in there, maybe I'll, I'll count it. But um, all right, we'll start with Sheenzy this week. Eight point seven for Mister Sheens. As um, I'm going to break my first rule of the of the season already. And I, I think I remember it might've been a week or two ago. I said, I'm not going to rate Sheens any higher than a five um, until he, he drops Tommy brings Bloor back and does a few other things, but effort I'm giving him an eight. <laughs> that was a coaching masterclass, even though I'd say it's probably a lot more Benji than it is Sheensy. Um, yeah. That, I just, the whole team, you, you can't really rate them too low. Eight for Sheensy. Rob. I'm going to give him nine for his media conference, and I'm going to give <laughs> I'm going to give Benji, Ferner, and Robbie tens for they're the real coaches. Tim Sheens is the media man. Um, out, outstanding job. What, what they produced the other night, I'll never forget for the rest of my life. And boy, did we need it! Great effort. Look, I could probably save you time, Josh. I'm going to give everyone a ten except Alex Twelve for not scoring a try. He's going to get a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to get tens. I'm going to be like Oprah. <laughs> like Aaron, that uh, was what I that was what I said to you. Um, I think what was that when we were maybe 48, 48 up? Yep, yeah, you didn't make that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not giving everyone tens, but I mean, I just thought, gee, if Alex Twollett scored a try, that just would have been the yeah. absolute icing on the cake. Uh, David Nofaluma, eight point eight this week, Rob. Uh, yeah, okay. So you're we're skipping Jareem. Oh, did I th- don't do Jareem yet? Sorry, Jareem Buller, nine point seven. Yeah, I, I think nine point seven is unders. He, he <laughs> the guy's a freak. Yeah, look, yeah, obviously everyone's giving him nines and tens. That was a ten out of ten performance, guys. The perfect amount of involvement. Didn't make a mistake. All the little one percent efforts that he did that eventually led to that try right on half time, which was crucial. The offload he did for Stafford Toa, the the synchronized Melbourne storm move that he ran through on before giving the ball to Bateman. Everything he did was just beautiful. And I, I'm just so happy that we've got this kid and, and I, you know, if he's there for the rest of his career, I will die a happy man. Amazing performance. 
as? So I'm giving him a 10 as well. Now I'll tell Rob how many meters um, Jareem made. But first of all, out of our starting 13, we only had two players not crack 100 meters, 100 run meters. Wow. Um, and we had two crack 200. Jareem, 22 runs for 241 meters with 64 post contact. Wow. How, how can you not give a kid who's that safe under the high ball, that involved, that committed, um, that determined, and who scored his um, maiden try a 10? Yeah, I don't know how he did make team of the week. I know Turbo got three tries, but Turbo just had to catch the ball and run and mm. plan it down. Dream also made pretty- an error off his first touch, Turbo. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's just so good. He's so exciting, my God. Yeah. And he's so young. Right. Now, David Nofluma, 8.8 as. So, Noffa, 13 runs for 136 metres with 27 post contact, five tackle breaks, uh, seven tackles made, none missed. Absolutely incredible performance from Noffa. Um, I'm giving him a nine. The only reason why is because his inside centre completely stole the show. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a nine too, and and honestly, that's probably probably a little bit tough because he couldn't catch that ball off an offside. Luciano Leilua, um, he, he's playing amazing footy, guys. And if anyone hasn't seen my Twitter page, I've I've got a photo of him with his reaction after his last try. It's just the best photo I've seen this year. Um, yeah, he he's just got that passion back and that hunger, and I'm loving what he's doing. Noffa try West Tigers try number one hundred coming in at Campbelltown in eleven days time. Oh yeah, that'd be very apt. Yeah, that's, that, that's perfect. Isn't so. it? Yeah. The, Cam- the Campbelltown flyer, as he's known. Hmm. Uh, Stafford Toa, this has I, I don't think anyone's gotten close to this nine point nine. Rob, it's the best game, not just from him. I I don't think I actually have to go back to State of Origin. Uh, when Tom Trebojevic got man of the match, although Latrell Mitchell had like, I don't know how many line breaks, tackle bust, scored a try, try assist. I haven't seen a better club game as from a centre than this for a long time. I actually can't picture one. He is outstanding. He would not have been in my top 17 at the start of the year. We all thought he was a backup fullback at best. He's always had good hands, good feet, but his defence was a bit shaky. He's killing it, guys, on both ends of the ball, whether it's attack or defence. And we said we need another centre. Like, we've got Naden. We don't have another centre. We've tossed up Adam's name there. We've tossed up other guys. We've tried Kapoa. We've tried Talau. This guy's there for keeps. And we've got a weapon out there now, guys. They're, they're going to have to mark him. And and poor old Valentine Holmes, if he's if he takes his shirt off, he's just going to have a handprint of Staffatari <laughs> in his chest. Like, I've never seen a bloke get bitch slap like that all game. <laughs> it's incredible. Like you would have thought Stafford Toa was the origin player and and you know Valentine Holmes was a struggling first grader. It was absolutely the other yeah, way around. Game almost a rookie. Yeah, look I and and you know what? Like when I can there's a couple of other blokes that I think had 10 out of 10 performances, but Toa was better than them. Like that's how good his game was. So I don't know what what's got him on this level, but, you know, full credit to the coaching staff because I keep saying coaches are meant to improve players and you look at Tupu, you look at Buller, you look at Toa, they are three players that have improved. So suddenly we've got a bit of a back line now going, guys. Anything to add? 
as? So I'll quickly run you through his stats and just how he was that amazing. I'm surprised he didn't get more Dally M votes um, than he did because he, he got two votes, which I think means he got That's one ridiculous. point. From, yeah, That's one point from both judges. Who are the, so, the judges? Who are the judges? No, they, don't, they don't name the judges anymore because there's two of yeah. them per game. They're, yeah. they're not naming them now. So we, so we don't um, get to find out who the idiots are. No. Was it, so, was it what's her name? Sims again? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, two tries, one try assist, 14 runs for 230 meters, 30 post contact, 12 tackle breaks, five line breaks, one offload, uh, 14 tackles, two missed, two one on one tackles. Yeah. That's a good month of football. <laughs> Not let alone a game. Yeah, yeah let alone a ten, game. 10 out of 10 performance. He was absolutely yeah. stellar. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we mentioned before with NATO coming back, who will we replace? Will Tommy Talao, the other center, just 6.7, which is tied. Well, it's the lowest for any of the starters starting 13 has. Yeah, I gave him a 7. Um I'm trying not to take or put bias into any of the scores I'm giving players, but it he was probably one of the weaker links in the team. In his 56 minutes, because he ended up being replaced by um, Kepa, he had 12 runs for 107 metres with 35 post contact, one tackle break, one offload, uh, one tackle made, two missed. So not a heavy involvement in the game. Still made a decent contribution with his run metres. Um, got an offload away, but I would have liked to have seen a bit more from him. Rob? Uh, I gave him a seven as well. I mean, obviously, it was better than a couple of his recent performances. Uh, he, he, Like Talao and Kapoa, they have this thing where they just charge out of the line needlessly sometimes. And if I look, I haven't rewatched the game, but if you go back to Felt's try, I mean, I know he just took off when there was no need to take off. Like we had the numbers there. And he just shot out of the line, and I, don't, I forget who the cowboy was. Might have been Drinkwater. Threw the ball over the top to Felt, and Felt scored. And I just thought like there was no need for him to come out of the line and make Junior Tupu have to cover him. So, look, that that left centre position is a weakness, and we have to fix it. And hopefully, Naden can fix it. Uh, Junior Tupu, nine point four. Rob, this young kid's is uh is is showing out this year. Yeah, look, I, I gave him a nine. I probably should give him a ten. Um, he did nothing wrong. Like he's, He finished a, a great try. He picked up a loose ball and just said, get out of my fucking way. You're not stopping me, you know, for a 25-metre dash and scored. Everything he did, you know, was fantastic. The kid's only young. I, I, I just feel, and this is just, it's probably, it's just my assumption. I don't know if it's actually true so much. I, I don't feel like we see two games in a row from Junior. And by and by that, I mean, I feel like in some games he doesn't get involved as much or, hmm. you know, he won't come in and, and demand those runs because he's a bloody strong runner of the ball. Like even that St. George game where he busted four tackles and scored in the left-hand corner, he really wasn't involved that much for a while of the game. He, he just has his – he comes and goes from games where, for example, Noffa is always taking a few hit-ups. I didn't see it as much with Junior, although I, I think he did do some big metres – Given he scored two tries, he probably did he get a couple of hundred as he he's got to be close to two hundred, surely. Very close. But, yeah, but I, I you know, next week you might only see a hundred meters and you think, well, where's the consistency? But 
look, the guy's only young. It's his second year of first grade. So he's, he's an outstanding prospect. And as I said earlier, he's someone that's coming off contract in six months. Sign him up before he's available on the free market because the whole NRL team would have seen what we did the other night. They're going to say, wow, that kid's 20, that kid's 21, that kid's 22. You know, they, they've got some years ahead of them. Let's go after them and make them big, big offers. We've got to jump on the front foot and get these guys. Absolutely. As? Um, it was absolute. It was an absolute coming of game or coming of age game for Junior. I, I would have to say. Anyway, here's his stats. So two tries, fifteen runs for 195 meters, 27 post contact with eight tackle breaks, two line breaks, uh, two offloads, three tackles, and one missed, and wow. two one-on-one tackles. Wow. So yeah, I'm I'm giving him a ten. Yeah, I should have given him a ten, but after, <laughs> so I haven't looked at the stats. I'm just going off the eye from from being at the ground. Yeah. I'm just I'm looking doing up, a bit of both. Just looking up when Junior Tupo is contracted to a couple of people. End, have asked. end of next year. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's, so, okay. Um, available to be that, That's why he's available to talk at the end first. of this year. Hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Get on it. West Tigers management. What the hell are you? Lock, lock, they said the, the, they said they're going to deal with those things with the buyer. So yeah. Uh, get on it. Uh, Brendan Wakeham, eight point eight. I think that might be his highest score. This year, as I think it might be as well. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think he's gotten over over an eight average yet this season. He might have had a seven point something mm. previously, but I gave him a nine. So his stats here: uh, two try assists, thirteen runs for one hundred and forty meters. Oh, my phone just went a little bit funny, and I'll scroll across to his kicking. Uh, he made two. Uh, sorry, he made nineteen tackles, missed four two one-on-one tackles, five kicks for 99 metres. So not as involved as his halves partner, who we'll get to momentarily. Um, but yeah, I've given him a nine because it was still a really, really strong game from him. Speaking about yeah. a solid nine, Shane, Mr. Shane Culver's <laughs> in the chat. He's here. Hey, Shane, ring up. Get, come on board, by the brother. <laughs> Join the party. Not Send, him the link. Send him the he's, link. He's in the chat. He, the link's there, Shane. Can I jump on? Uh, I, uh, anything on Wakeham, Rob? Yeah, uh, he also kicked nine out of nine goals as well. Um, look, but, but for all the things he did, guys, I love his quick hands. I love the cutout pass. I just, I thought he'd gone into his shell the last couple of weeks prior, and that's the Wakeham that I wanted to see from round three. Um, he's better than everyone thinks, and and I know he's. Everyone looks at him as a stopgap player. Perhaps he is, but, you know, why don't we encourage the guy, give him some confidence and say, mate, keep doing this and you're here to stay. He's outstanding, guys. He, he can he can read a game. He can see a break. He knows when to hold it. He knows when to throw it. Um, you know, he probably needs to work on his 50-yard sprints <laughs> because when he picked up that loose ball, he did a little bit of a, a, a jink before giving it to Noffa, but outstanding, outstanding. Loved what he did, and, and him and Brooks really led the way. Uh, speaking of which, Luke Brooks, 9.6 for Brooksy, Roberto. Yeah, I'm going to give him a 9 just to upset some people. I know, I know there'll be plenty of 10s and plenty of love for Brooksy. Look, he, he was outstanding. He, as I said earlier, his running game was great. His kicking game was great. His defense was awesome. He he played what was in front of him. Uh, like I said, if I want to be a little bit hypercritical, when he made that unbelievable break, I thought he should have slowed down and looked for support. The chip over the top on the second tackle was probably the wrong play. And I actually think 
Buller's try before half time was the wrong play as well. We we but we got away with it and we got a try out of it. But look, he had a great game and I was happy for him that he got the night that you know he deserved. He, he's copped a lot of flack, in, you know, in particular from me. Um, and I was just really happy for him. It's never been anything personal. It's always been about his footy. Uh, we've always questioned his game management. I, I think Wakem is a really good foil for him, and and he definitely had a license to roam and do what he wanted to do the other night because he wasn't dying with the ball on the last tackle like he did against South a couple of times, like he did against St George. It was all out. There was always something on. We just threw a lot more at, at the Cowboys than we have done in recent weeks to other teams. So very happy to see that performance and I, and I hope it's just the start of better things and and game 200 to 300 of of the best years of his life all said as um really the only thing that brooksy didn't do in my in my opinion was score a try and given the way he played i think he deserved one i'm giving him a 10 as well i'm being generous with all my scores but i don't bloody care <laughs> anyway so brooksy's stats um, two try assists, 19 runs for 212 metres with 38 post contact, five tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assist, one offload, uh, 11 tackles made with one missed, three of one-on-one tackles and 14 kicks for 415 metres. He made an error, but I maintain that that error, that forward pass was not forward at all. It wasn't. Uh, Stefano Utoi Kamanu, 9.4 as he heads into Origin Camp as. Yeah, for me, that's his best game of the season. I'm giving him a 10 as well. Uh, so he made, he played 44 minutes, scored a try, as you very well know, Josh. Uh, 16 runs for 185 metres with 64 post contact, four tackle breaks, two line breaks. Oh, my stats disappeared. One offload, uh, made 14 tackles and not missing any. Made one one-on-one tackle, so 10, 10 for Steph for me. Aaron, how many minutes did he bust out? Uh, that was forty-four minutes. Yeah, I look, I, I, that was a ten out of ten performance. That's the best game of the year, as Aaron said. So I got nothing yet to add to that. It was outstanding. Uh, Appy Corosau nine point six, who's also uh, in Origin camp as we speak. Thoughts on Appy, Rob? Yeah, I gave him an eight. Uh, not that he didn't do anything wrong. It's just that there were six or seven better players than Appy, and, and we've seen what Appy's 10 out of 10s are like. Uh, look, great game. And I think the most pleasing thing for me, it wasn't normally we're really Appy-reliant in everything we do, and it wasn't like that the other night. You know, he, he was a, a leader, but so was Brooks, so was Wakeham, so was Buller, so was Bateman. Like, we just had so many guys that just... Were you know had their hands on 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 steering the ship. So uh, look, great game by him. Don't get me wrong, and I loved his conversion from the sideline. It was absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was just nice that it was a, a balanced team performance, and not everything had to rely on Appy Coruscant. As I've given Appy a nine, I agree with Rob. It hasn't been. It wasn't as good as his ten out of ten games, but he set a very high bar for himself there. So exactly. he's himself to blame. Um, so his stats: he punched out the full eighty. Three try assists, six runs for 32 metres. So his run game wasn't all that there, um, which is surprising considering how many metres we made. That was probably the first thing I thought looking at the stats post-game after I got home and had a bit of a chance to decompress and assess things. Um, So four, sorry, one tackle break, three line break assists, one offload, 
uh, 34 tackles, missing five, uh, one one-on-one tackle, and one kick for 38 metres. And one no-look try assist. Yes. To Steph. <laughs> an, an amazing pass. Absolutely. Uh, David Clemmer, 9.4 as. Can you hear, can you hear what stats Clem racked up? Because every time he runs the ball, my God, it's just unbelievable. He gets us out of trouble almost every time. Um, so I've given Clem a 10. I think this is the first 10 I've given Clem all season because this was also, to me, his best game of the season. I love that he got involved with the Brooksy channel on the sidelines. Um, he was he was like the energy, the energizer bunny of the team. He was absolutely spectacular. Um, I'd, I would have had him or Steph in the Origin squad over um, TPJ. That one's a bit of a strange one for me, but anyway. Mm. So his stats in... 52 meters, uh, 15 runs for 149 meters with 51 post contact, five tackle breaks, 24 tackles missing none, and that's it. But that was still a pretty mammoth performance from him. Rob, uh, Sean Bloor to Josh Barnett <laughs> is is David Clemmer to Rob Bashara. I'm in Ooh. love with this man. He's just an absolute. <laughs> He's an beast. 10 out of 10 performance. Uh, the only disappointing thing was I hope he'd have scored a try. His feet scored a try, but he didn't have the He was spun around and the ball didn't quite make it there. He, he's he's the rock of our pack. He's leading the way for all these younger younger forwards. He's, he's the perfect man to have in our team and, yeah, just love what he brings and, and he's as good an acquisition as we've ever made. Uh, Isaiah Papali, 8.6, Rob. Yeah, I gave him an 8. Look, he's he's running hard. He's tackling well. Just He's just not getting those breaks or, you know, the things that he used to do at Parramatta, but can't fault him. He's, he's turned it around uh, in particular from the Manly game. So, look, another strong game. Uh, you know, there were too many stars in that game for Papa to stand out, but he, he had his moments. So, playing really well. Um, we just need him to, like, talk a little bit better with his centre outside him and, and try and stop some of these tries coming down our left. Awesome. Um, I've given Isaiah a nine. Um, for me, I think that's one of his better games for us as well. Still not quite what I think the team and the coaching staff would have been expecting of him, but he was right up there. So in 71 minutes, he made 13 runs for 113 metres with 41 post-contact. Uh, three tackle breaks, one offload, 15 tackles, missing two, uh, two one-on-one tackles, and he made one of our four errors, which, if I recall correctly, was a clean drop early, fairly early in the game. Yeah, it just bounced. Uh, he probably would have scored if he caught it. Uh, That's I'm trying the to think one, who, yeah. Yeah, who, who passed it to him. might have been Brooksy. I think it might have been Brooksy. Yeah, yeah Brooksy, Brooksy put it on his chest, and he just yeah didn't catch Filled it. Filled his so. Mm. Uh, Rob? Yeah, I... I uh, sorry, we've done Papa. Oh, uh, John Bateman, 9.2 as. Uh, I've given Johnny a 9. I think that was also one of his best games for us. Um, I, I'm glad that he finally got a try, uh, thanks to Jareem Buller, who was, as we said before, extraordinary. So, Johnny, 80 minutes, uh, one try, 
14 runs for 133 metres with 24 post-contact, three tackle breaks, two offloads, make, made 31 tackles, missed one, and two one-on-one tackles. Bateman was the so last I, try yeah. scorer, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Imagine if you had so Steph got... first in the Bateman last. What would that have paid? 1,001? In Tigers 13+. plus. <laughs> Just throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Johnny Bateman, Rob? Yeah, I, I gave him a nine. Um, it's no coincidence, guys, that that right edge is suddenly not leaking any points because John Bateman's on the right-hand side. He's constantly doing those 30-odd tackles every week. He doesn't miss one. In attack, he's literally the joker in our pack. He's the trump card. He's the one that does something unexpected, like that weird run down the blind side when you know no one else would maybe think of doing it except Andrew Johns. Uh, He's just he's just a great acquisition as well, and you know he's he's a rock of that right side. So I think we can get a little bit more out of him in attack, but it wasn't either the other night. Like he he just did enough, and you know he, it was rewarded with a try at the end of the game. So well done to Johnny Bateman. Uh, Fanua Pole uh, actually came off the bench. Uh, was originally named in the thirteen. Uh, Eight point five for young Pole Rob. I think that was his best game, guys, even though he came off the bench. I, I gave him a nine. Uh, outstanding in attack, outstanding in defence. His footwork, he offloaded, he scored tries, ran the right lines, did everything asked of him. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe that bench spot, you know, that first interchange is, is the way to go for him because he really made an impact. As Maybe that change was the secret ingredient because we had the same 17 players play Souths and then play um, the Cowboys with the only change being Pole and Joffa swapping positions um, from starting to bench and vice versa. Um, I've given Fanua a nine as well. I think that is his best game for us by far too. Uh, so in 45 minutes, he scored a try, 10 runs for 102 metres, 35 post contact, two tackle breaks, one line break, Made 15 tackles, missing none, and one one-on-one tackle. Uh, Jakey Simpkin, 6.7. How long did Jakey get in the end, Az? Uh, 13 minutes. Okay. That's obviously not enough to uh, join the party too much, but what are your thoughts on Jakey? Little and cameo. actually, before I forget, one more thing on Pole. I think it was Pole. Um, when... Junior, I think it was. Was it? Did Junior score a double? I'm forgetful. Yeah, yeah Junior scored a double. Jun- yeah. The the try Junior scored in the second half, um, yeah. where we could have potentially been pinged for an obstruction because Pole mm. was in the line. Um, I think the crucial, the most crucial thing he did all night was back himself up. Um, out, yeah. To not be involved in the in the line um, to pr- cause the obstruction, um, and those sort of like one percenters, we've been missing for so long, and it's good to see some of the kids in particular start to get those moments right. Like maybe it's a one time thing, who knows? Because everything clicked, or almost everything clicked for us um, on Saturday night. But for me, that was probably one of the most crucial plays in the game, even though the score had already been. Um, well, the, the game had basically had already wrapped up by then. Like that was still a pretty crucial 
playing the game. It anyway. just shows he's got some game awareness, which is really yep. good. Mm. Yeah, Something exactly. This team's lacked. So Jake in his 13 minutes, two runs for 28 meters, 15 post contact, um, four tackles, missing none. And I'm going to give him an eight because you can't really rate him too low on a, a small appearance when the team as a whole performed well. So I'm just, I'm just giving him an eight. Yeah, I'll do the same, Aaron. Um, yeah, look, he, I remember him, him even taking a hit up, but it was actually quite funny watching him on the bench. I, I've never seen a bloke so excited on the bench, on the sidelines, jumping up and down every time something good happens. So, look, good on him. Um, you know, he's part of a, a winning team now for the last, what, month or so. So, uh, look, he's going to get a bit more game time probably with Appy playing um, two nights before we play Canberra. So, uh, I, I think he's ready to step up. Uh, Joe off and Gowie, 8.9, Rob. Look, just for sentimental reasons and because he was the best player last year as well, I'm going to give him a 10 if this is his last game he's ever played. He's he's worn that jersey with distinction. He always tries his hardest, but he actually, his output was amazing the other night. Um, he's as solid as a rock, never shirks a task, got denied a try unfairly, but got one later, so he should have had a double. Um, I don't know why he's going, but Look, I don't want to get into the politics with this club anymore. I just want to be a bloody full tilt cheerleader. You know, I want to support my team. I'm, I'm just sick of all the crap we've gone through. So, look, I love him. I hope he stays. I hope we renege. I hope we screw Parramatta over. But we probably won't. We've probably seen the last of him, which which is a shame because this there's a real bond now with these guys and, you know, everyone's important. So just mm. that one that one link can be the difference. And if someone else gets injured, then suddenly we'll be thinking, shit, should we have kept Joffa? You know, so anyway, we've just got to trust whoever's in charge of those decisions that they've made the right one. But, you know, I'm hoping there's a bit of a backflip there. As? Yeah, just on that as well. I, I think the most disappointing thing about the Joffa stuff is the fact that, if he goes to Para and we just give him to Para, like the amount of times Para have screwed us over in recent years with stealing players and stuff like that, um, or hold, withholding players from us, like they took Mitchell Moses while he was playing for us, while he was still contracted. Um, they took Madison while he was contracted playing for us. And they refused to give us Stefano early, despite him only playing like 10 seconds or something in his debut against the Knights and para aren't going to be nice to us. I don't get why we don't be dicks to them and keep Joffre at, at least until the end of the season, if not mm. longer, because Joffre for me was absolutely awesome again um, on Saturday night. I'm giving him a nine, his stats for the game. So in 51 minutes, he scored a try 12 runs for 97 meters with 32 post contact, uh, one tackle break, one line break, 19 tackles made, missing one, and he was one of our errors, but his error was the try that got overturned. So, no errors. Uh, Alex Twoll, 8.2 as. Twoll, that was, for me, that was Twoll's best game of the year as well. He looked very threatening in attack. It took like four or five guys for them to bring him down most of the time, which I thought was absolutely bloody hilarious. Um Poor bastard still can't score a try, but he'll get one eventually. Um, it'll happen eventually. The guys who do the sports bet preview um, and their and their podcast over there, they keep putting um, 
the mocker on him every week. So I think as soon as they don't put the mocker on him one week, he'll score a try, and then we all get a pie at our next home game after that happens. So let's uh, let's will that into the universe. Anyway, I gave him a nine. His stats for the game, so in 44 metres, 14 runs for 119 metres with 44 post contact, uh, two tackle breaks, one offload, 16 tackles made, missing none, as is customary, and that's it. Speaking of meat pies, I had one at Leichhardt Saturday night. I feel like they've changed the brands of the pies they use uh, at Leichhardt now. They used to be, I think, I don't know if we had Garlos. I can't remember what brand it was, but um, yeah, I don't know. That one is nice. So uh, apologies if anyone who makes those pies is listening, but bring back the old ones. Uh, Rob, any thoughts? I gave, on- I gave him an eight. Yeah, I gave him an eight. It was a great game from Swally. Um, his minutes were a bit down, which is actually I'm glad to see because he does. I think Aaron just said there were, was 44 minutes, which is actually surprising. He normally busts out 50 to 60, but look, another great game from him, and look, he's improving. I don't really care if he doesn't score a try for the rest of his life. Just be a part of the winning team, and that's all that matters. And lastly, Asu Kepa Owa, 7.1, Rob. Oh, look, he only got the back end of the game, what, 20 minutes or so when he replaced Tommy Talao. Um, played quite well, to be fair. Um, I, I guess for the same reasons as Jake Simpkin, I'm going to give him an eight. We didn't really do much wrong from memory. I haven't rewatched the game. So if Aaron can correct me on anything there, I'd be happy to hear it. Uh, yep. So eight for the same reason. So he, he played 24 minutes. So you were pretty darn close there, Rob. Eight runs for 78 meters, 42 post contact, one tackle break, made two tackles, didn't miss any. And that's it as well. So Dougie reckons he reckons it used to be Villy's pies at uh, at Leichhardt. So um, I should put that in the feedback form. I sent in a feedback form. Uh, they send you post game <laughs> a feedback form. My feedback comments was please stop putting the sponsorship over the replay. It is really annoying. Uh, I should have threw some swear words in there, but I resisted. But speaking of swear, wo- swear words, some of our <laughs> best comments in our ratings poll. First up, Jordan Simons. He simply said, fuck me, Dad. Uh, he wrote that one. <laughs> he was one of our first comments. So obviously not long after full time. Uh, that was incredible. Chris, Chris G, speechless. I'll- Wish I was at the game. Things are starting to turn. Cole Felt is still a bitch. LOL. Karma is also a bitch. Uh, Dale, feels like someone flicked a switch. Everything that has been promising but not quite perfect has all of a sudden become polished and explosive. The team deserve that. I hope they get bottled. I hope they bottled that feeling of executing with confidence so they don't forget it. Uh, Brandon said, I was speechless during the game. It was the greatest game I've ever seen live. History made this game. To go from zero points this week, uh, the week before, to 66 points has has to be a Guinness World Record in Rugby League. Boys did so incredible. Focus week to week. Anything is possible. Jake said, best game I've ever been to. Everyone getting behind Brooksy was extremely heartwarming. Ph- phenomenal team performance. Uh, Lockie Wilden, unbelievable. Traveled six hours to be there and absolutely worth it. The team did the club proud. Sad at the end to see Joffa upset as he was doing the rounds. I understand why the club would do it, but that would, but what a true professional and top bloke. So happy for Brooksy on the night as he uh, stuck with us, with us and copped so much negativity up the Tigers. 
on to Adam Patton. He simply said, eat shit felt. Uh, Matt Holland, Stafford Toll, best performance by Tiger Center since Chris Lawrence, if not Ellery Hanley. Ah, Love it. Uh, Kylie Macon, honestly can't fault any of our boys tonight. They all stepped up and did their job, and I couldn't be prouder. This is exactly why us diehards stick with them through the hard times. It makes the wins even sweeter. I'm walking around 10 foot taller with a permanent smile. Go, my mighty Tigers, absolutely stick by your team. 100%. 100%. I'm feeling that in the basketball at the moment too. Team, My team's one win off the NBA finals and they were shit kickers um, for several years as well. So the time, it does turn around. It does turn around. Uh, Gavin said that win had not only Tiger's DNA, but Benji's DNA. It feels like he's really taken over in the past six weeks. Uh, Robbie Bashara, Toa is Holmes' dad. What? <laughs> As What's in, that? I'll explain it to you, Dad. Okay, you'll have to. So he's saying that. that so he's saying that Toa is. That's what a thing. It's it's very much an NBA thing too. So Holmes, he's saying that Toa is his dad. Like he owned him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it started to pick up a little bit around last year's grand final with Luai and um. Most of the Parramatta team and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay. a, lot, a lot of yeah. It's very much a meme, a meme thing. Yeah, it just make me uh, feel like the boys are so good. Uh, Gary Patton, who uh, sits near me at the games as well, he travels down from Newcastle. I think Gary comes from for every game on the train. Uh, he said this has been coming for weeks. We had a rawsome squad cut uh, cut down the cut, error rate. Cutting. Cutting the error, yeah, a few typos, but that's all right. Cutting the error rate down and improving discipline has helped heaps. If opposition doesn't have the ball, they aren't scoring. Love my Tigers have had confidence. They, uh, I think he wrote, bounce back. It's been cut off there. Yeah, Gary was on Twitter today and he went to work in his West Tigers gear. Good on you. So did I. How good. How good. Uh, Andrew Dickinson, we haven't played that sort of attacking freedom in at least 10 years. Genuinely gave me. 2005 vibes. We'll still have more up and downs, but what a confidence boost it must be for the squad to see what's possible when they put it together on the night. And that is it. On to, look, we're, what are we, 106 minutes into the show. I might save our Patreon uh, questions because we're going to do a mailbag episode. It is a bye week uh, because of Origin as well. Uh, I know Ben I'll say what Ben said. I just want to say that I'm sorry for downing Proxy and that he's clearly the next Andrew Johns. So I'll let Ben <laughs> have that one there. Um, Shouts to our Patreon members, patreon.com. Oh, we've got Shane. Shane did send in a bit of a rant. Um, so he said, this is our Benji Marshall tier Patreon. Gussie said, you said he was going to send me one too, but didn't get, obviously didn't get around to it. So email me yours, Gussie, for the next show. He's also a Benji Marshall tier Patreon. Uh, so Shane said, like everyone, I was blown away by our performance, whether it be a one-point win or like Saturday, a 48-point win. I'll like it at the moment. I don't want to get too carried away, and I'll reserve my judgment as to whether we have turned a corner until after the Canberra game. My scars run deep. I'm happy for Luke Brooks at the moment, and, and the past month he has really improved. I'm not sure we should be running to extend his contract anytime soon. 
I want to see more. At the moment, I would still let him go at the end of the year. The only downside to the game was Sheen's press conference. Who does senile, Who does this senile old fool think he is telling me to shove my Twitter? I only smash Brooks through Facebook exclusively. <laughs> uh, Shame with the uh, with the jokes this week. Bring on Campbelltown and the Raiders in two weeks. I cannot wait. It sucks we've got the bye next week. I wish we were playing this week. So Wednesday night, we're going to do a mailbag show. We'll put a call out on the socials for people to send in their questions. You can hear me loud and clear now? Yep, yep. All good. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. Um, we have been hitting nearly the two-hour mark. So we'll answer all our questions. I know a few of our Patreons asked us questions during the year, and we kind of, we're going to save them for these kind of weeks. So but we'll open it out to every single person. Keep an eye on our socials. Um, yeah for somewhere to send us in questions. Uh, boys, anything else to put a, a lid on an absolutely amazing victory by the our West Tigers? I, I just want to say again, if that was Joffa's last game, thank you for everything, Joffa. Uh, loved having you at the club. You even got to play Origin from our club, which was really cool. And I said it earlier and I'll say it again. If you guys, anyone lives within an hour of Campbelltown, if you're a real fair income supporter, get out to Campbelltown, June the 2nd, 8 o'clock. Our team needs you. If you want to play finals footy, if you want to get these guys home, every week is a grand final now. Let's fill Campbelltown. Let's make it like Leichhardt was last weekend. That's I completely agree with Rob there. Thank you, Joffa, for your service if you are going or have gone. Um Yep, let's pack out Campbelltown. Let's make it an absolute sensational atmosphere, sensational experience for the team um, and any travelling Canberra fans. Let's make them regret showing up. Um, and I think, honestly, like I was saying before, if we can bottle that intensity and that enthusiasm and that energy, even to like 80 85% of how we played on the weekend, um, yeah, we're really going to shake up this competition and... Uh, Watch this space for a Tigers charge. Absolutely. And thank you to literally the hundreds of you that join us live on our YouTube. Like I said, please like, subscribe, share, turn up notifications on, send a fax, carry a picture, tell your friends all about the show. Uh, and it's, look, it's so much more enjoyable talking about a victory, especially like that. So we assume that you guys will enjoy listening to it more this week so hopefully more to come righto guys as always it's going to be a good one tonight go the tigers go the tigers go the tigers Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast.